Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todd Erzin. His name is Aaron McIntyre. Her name is Blaze TV contributor Jill Savage. She'll be joining us here momentarily for the Dace Group. Can I give a quick shout out, by the way, to the latest addition here uh, to Blaze Media? Oron McIntyre, not to be confused with our very own Aaron McIntyre. Totally different dude. In fact, we even had him on the show. He even did a day group, as I recall. He just did. Just a couple yep. of months ago, mm-hmm. right? One of the, the smartest um, voices to emerge on the right, in my view, in the last couple of years. Um, uh, someone that I have probably retweeted and engaged on social media as much as anybody uh, on the right in terms of someone who gets it and knows what time it is. He is joining uh, the Blaze, and it sounds like in a role similar to Daniel Horowitz's. Uh, with uh, he'll be doing some contributing, some podcasting, and some writing, but uh, he'll be a part of our stable full time. And uh, very pleased to be adding Oran McIntyre here because um, when you talk about you know we call it the spirit of the age, he refers to it as the total state. Both of those euphemisms certainly apply to the time and era in which we live. So we wanted to welcome Oran McIntyre here to Blaze TV as well. So pleased to have him with us. With that, you know the drill. Next hour, we will get to your feedback on a Feedback Friday. But let us begin this hour, as we always do, with the day script. Your weekly look at the week that was begins as it always does with bleep, Lord Nefarious says. Last breaths are sacred. When I imagine my final days, I see bubbles. I see the ocean. I see music. Even now, as I seek help to end my life, there is still so much beauty. You just have to be brave enough to see it. Please help me welcome to the Canada's Drag Race workroom, the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau! How is a human being dressing how they want to dress, sexualizing anything? It's a human body. Why is that a sexual thing? So you thing? think adults should be able to wear whatever they want in front sure. of children? Sure. So Canadians are really uptight. Go to, sure. Why not? Well, it's a body. It's a human body. Why not? <laughs> so it's a human body. Should we have times. naked men reading to little kids? Sure, it's a human body. Now, what's the first question? <laughs> Can you be a girl and have a boy body? Or be a boy and have a girl body? Yes. In her San Francisco home with some moral support from her dog Biscuit, Melissa Engel follows the rapid fire changes at her former employer. On the current path, I just, I'm really, really worried about Twitter's future. But do you think that users have a right to freedom of speech, even if what they're saying is wrong or offensive? I think that one human being should not decide how millions of people communicate with each other. One human being should not be able to go into a dark room by himself and decide, oh, that person gets heard from, that person doesn't. Who is it at the White House that is really keeping track of this? So 
moment, this is something that we're certainly uh, keeping a- an eye on. Specifically with Apple on this particular issue, it's a private company. And as for Twitter, again, Martha, these are apples and oranges. We're talking about potential foreign investment issues, and I have nothing to report in terms of any investigations in that regard. But that was the general concern with respect to, to Mr. Musk's uh, purchase of Twitter. Uh, this is a different issue. This is a policy issue inside of Apple. So yeah. coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut down? I don't know the majority of counties in this country have declared that they are not going to enforce state and federal gun laws. They have decided that they are going to essentially refuse to implement laws that are on the books. Um, That is a growing problem in this country. And I think we're going to have to have a conversation about that in the United States Senate. Do we want to continue to supply funding to law enforcement in counties that refuse to implement state and federal gun laws? Trump or Biden? Biden. Biden? Why? Because Trump. Why? I'm a Mexican. What does it have to do with not liking Trump? Because I don't want to go over the wall. So are you here legally or illegally? Legally. So then you have nothing to worry about. I just... White people. Um, I vote I under duress. Um, I found out today that I have no choice but to vote I or I'll be arrested and charged with a felony. Um, I don't think that that is what our founders had in mind when they used the democratic process to elect our leaders, our self, form of self-government. And I find that very disheartening. With your vote of four eyes and zero nays, you've approved item 1B. Your founders are ashamed of you, dude. They are ashamed of you, of you. They were very wealthy, many of them landowners, magnets. They pledged their lives, fortunes, and sacred honors knowing what that pledge meant. It was going to be their lands, their properties, their blood that would be shed. They knew that. And most of them paid the ultimate price or a steep financial cost for you to be the ballless coward you are now. Don't invoke them. They would be ashamed of you. They stood up to redcoats. You can't stand up to Katie Hobbs. Get them out of here, dude, with that. They would be ashamed of you. And I am too. Let's get to the first question. Jill. Ladies first, what was the most vomit-inducing filth that you just watched? I'll, I'll save the arrest Katie Hobbs for Todd in, in a minute, but you guys always talk about the comfort on this show and how we just love living in it. In this montage that we opened up the show today with, this is comfort in every way possible. Oh, yeah, you want to wear what you want to wear? Just go ahead. Even if a naked man wants to read to children... Sure, who cares? We look at Anthony Fauci on TV for hopefully one of the last times because I'm getting sick of him. He's supposed to be retired and out of here. Uh, But you look at him saying, oh, hey, by the way, maybe we should close down schools one more time. We saw a headline this week that the flu is all of a sudden back in the United States lexicon. We can we can start talking about flu cases around the country once again, but the most vomit-inducing thing for me was the thing that led off that montage, uh, the assisted suicide video. Oh, I see bubbles, it's all nice. This is what I wanted my life to be. 
death at every turn, right? We know with the jab, we know what they're trying to do overall. They're trying to demoralize us and say that life isn't worth living. And it goes through the school system, it goes through Hollywood, it goes through just everything in the public sector right now that we see. And that video right there is just saying, hey, you know what? Life was difficult for me, bro. I can't do this anymore. So I'm just gonna peace out gracefully over here. And we're gonna make a nice little video about my life. And I hope that you all go on living yours and have a great time. The comfort that we have just pretended to surround ourselves with is it is coming to an end because this is why we are so furious and infuriated and have these shows that you've had for the last week that have you know just made me want to pull my hair out steve because we can't keep going on like this and we have to face that truth now hmm. todd yeah and we all know in our heart of hearts that no one is prepared to get uncomfortable they just aren't i think it's really fitting that that woman uh, Lives of TikTok, God bless them, and everything they've done to expose the crazy-eyed, blue-haired, uh, usually young female teachers. But it's fitting that that, that the woman who says, yeah, it's a human body, that she was exceedingly well-dressed, looked like a normal uh, a businesswoman. But look at what she says. And, and, and really... Keep going. That's the only regret I have, that the reporter didn't keep going. Because, re related to the comfort we're talking about, who, no one's going to stop at that. I, I, I want to know. And I hate the fact that I even have to say what I'm about to say in front of Jill, in front of any female listener, in front of my wife who's watching. But, hey, it's the human body. So, you're at a restaurant. You know, whatever. You're having a picnic with your family. Dude strolls up naked and decides he wants to um, pleasure himself. Human body. Two dudes show up in a park. Kids are on the playground. They decide they want to do it right there. Human body. Like, we're, we keep talking about the rubber band effect on this show a lot when common sense kicks in. All The answer is nowhere. There is no breaking point. Look around you. We've reached the, like I said, once we reached the point where transgenderism was normalized before COVID, all bets were off. All bets were off. They're hunting your children right in front of you. And no, no one is screaming bloody murder in mass. It, 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 it nothing is what we thought was going to change things in Virginia, in uh, the Loudoun County. Didn't. We publicly in this election, the most important, and, it, it, and it's only proving me right. It absolutely was the most important in my lifetime because we decided to yawn for the reasons Jill said. We won't stop it. We have no plans to stop it. We are absolutely drunk on our weekend idolatries. We won't go there. We have no plans to. The Republican Party knows it. So it's a continue to abuse you. That's it. America's done. We don't, true or false, we don't need to save this country. We need to defeat it. True. 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 Aaron, your turn. The Canadian trifecta at the beginning assisted suicide, Justin Trudeau on some drag show, and the woman Todd was just talking about. That's 
that's Canada. Meanwhile, in the United States, we have it as bad or worse than that. And our response is the guy at the end. That wasn't a very long answer. That's my worst. Can I just say that when I started this show 12 years ago, when we first went into syndication, we just did a segment every week. It was one segment every week called This Week Sign the Apocalypse Was Upon Us. I would have done entire shows losing my bowels over the Biden White House putting a spokesman on Fox, uh, the, the White House of Hunter Biden and Chinese Ukrainian money laundering schemes and making the United States a wholly owned subsidiary to the green shirted one. I'd have lost my bowels for three hours on Salem radio that night over the Democratic president's spokesperson saying, while they're doing all that on one hand, then turning around and saying, well, you know, our issue with Elon Musk owning Twitter is our concern Mm -hmm. over foreign investment. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Notice nobody even brought that up. It's just another day in gaslighting history. That, 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 That level of duplicitousness now is trite. The, the stuff that we would have done entire shows about in this last decade when I first broke into this business on a national level just seems trite and unworthy of discussing because of all the other things you guys just discussed. And there, he did that. What network did he do that on? Fox. Because it, it's not just CNN where it's their little game of pleasuring each other back. It's on Fox because they know Fox is largely inert. What, what, right. really? I, I give Martha fought hard on that, but like, what does releasing that knowledge to the public do these days? They know the jig is up. They know your book, Nefarious, is the truest news there is. We're taunted every day by, yeah, we're doing it, and you're not going to do a damn thing about it. Exit question. On a scale of one to 10, with one being how much integrity Joni Ernst actually has. And 10 being the likelihood she is facing an eternity of regret for what she just did if she does not repent. Rank this week's level of total depravity, Aaron. 20. Todd. 666. Jill. I mean, it's as high as you can go. It's going to be a 10. Before we get to issue two, perfect time to remind you about our friends over at My Patriot Supply. Just in case. Well, no, it's not just in case. It's just because it used to be just in case. And now it's just because save 25% right now on their four week emergency food kit from my Patriot supply. They're the nation's largest preparedness company. Each four week kit packed with foods, delicious foods that include breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks. The full complement of the 2000 plus calories per day. You and everyone in your household is going to need, and it stays good for over 20 years with proper storage. No limit to how many you can purchase, so order one discounted kit for each person in your family so you don't run out 25% off, can't beat that discount, plus free shipping, plus free shipping, 25% off right now when you go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Once again, that is MyPatriotSupply.com. Let us get to issue two, the race to collapse. 
Protests have broken out all over China in opposition to the Chinese Communist Party's continued asinine zero-COVID policy. Police in one Chinese city even kicked and beat a reporter for the BBC. In recent weeks, images and videos have surfaced reportedly from China showing massive COVID detention camps continuing to be built. Of course, nothing communists say can be trusted, but you'd have to think the Chinese economy is in trouble after now going on three years of start-stop, start-stop action in various cities thanks to the aforementioned zero COVID policies and lockdowns. Meanwhile, in the West, inflation continues to see no meaningful slowdown. The American housing market is tanking in now serious ways, while the government pledged this week to back million-dollar mortgages in high-cost areas. Regardless, the U.S. continues to write blank check after blank check to a blank hole country fighting a proxy war against Russia. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Remember way back in 2020 when we surmised that the Chinese allowed the leak of the virus because they were facing unprecedented civil unrest in Hong Kong and uh, the trade war with Trump, Mm -hmm. right? Remember that? That would be more comforting than what is actually occurring. Far more comforting. I, I, I go back to, as we have so many times on this show, because it is arguably the greatest film produced in our era as adults, The Dark Knight, certainly among the most insightful. And when the Joker says horrible things can happen and people won't lose their stuff if they think it's all part of the plan. But the minute they figure out that there isn't a plan, that's when the house of cards collapses, right? So... It would be horrible, right? The, the, the notion that we had just a year and a half ago that China allowed the world military games to go on in Wuhan for the purposes of seeding the virus mm-hmm. around the world to essentially like, force the world to pause and time out to give it a chance to economically catch back up to where it was before and reassert its place on the global stage, right? That, that was kind of the work in theory, right? Mm-hmm. We're not working that theory, right? Having very much almost at all here in 2022, have we? We have watched China just decide to self-emulate. And understand, they're not doing this to podunk communities. They're doing this to the wealthiest yes. sectors in their country. And, it's, and, 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 and they're starving because of what they've done to their supply chains. We're going to run out of penicillin and amoxicillin because we let them make 80% of our, uh, or curate 80% of the world's antibiotic market. I mean... Who's going to win the race to collapse here? China, the West, neither. Jill, we'll go back to you. What say you? I will say neither in this one. Like you were pointing out the supply chains. They take 20 years to build. It took two years to completely demolish them. And it's going to take another 20 to get back up and running with with something that is not in China, but still probably over somewhere else in Asia. You look at China, they have so many problems economically, socially, when you look at what they were doing in Shanghai and locking the people in their apartment buildings, every time they would do that, it was because there was another protest rising up. They had to squash it before it could get out of hand. We see now that another uh, former Chinese leader has passed away. And this is very similar, reminiscent to the times of Tiananmen Square when, when they had a leader that passed. 
the people in China right now, they keep protesting, saying we're going to die anyway. So what does it matter mm -hmm. if we die in a protest or if we die locked in our apartment building? So the social unrest over there is going bananas. You see then the, the financial collapse as well. The Evergrande has been going on for quite some time. They're laying off more workers even just this week. The mortgages over there, they keep building houses with nobody to enter them. So it's it's a financial collapse on a greater scale, but the, you know, kind of, as you'd say, good problem, I guess, if you're China, you can do whatever you want. Freedom doesn't matter over there. When I look at the United States, at least China has a plan, right? They have long plans that they have in place. Here, we are winging it every time we go around and we have a Fed that doesn't understand, I mean, I think that they understand what they, they're doing, but they just go through and they say, oh, it's it's going to be fine. We have this under control. It, inflation is transitory. We're going to have a soft landing. And then you get Joe Biden coming out saying, hey, guys, we're going to have food shortages. Inflation is going to be here to stay. You might need to prepare for some of this stuff. I just look at our leaders and I say they are so inept, not that I want to live in China by any means, but when I look at the United States, there is no confidence in a government, in a system that is going to turn this around for us. Like you were saying before, true or false, this is a system that needs to be defeated. Absolutely true. Right now, what are we fighting for in the United States? Because this collapse in the United States could be much greater for the the entire world, the Western way of life, Western civilization is at stake. If China goes down, it's it's a huge financial collapse. It's problems for the supply chain. We might not be get be able to get all the things we need. But if America goes down, if the Western way of life goes down, we are in the dark ages all over again. Aaron, what do you think? I actually, as dark as that was, I actually was very encouraged by that diatribe that Jill just went on, actually. Do not be deceived. God will not Thanks, be Aaron. mocked. A man will reap what he sh sows. We're seeing that now at the societal level. Communism generally, in China specifically, is a violation of all manner of natural law. And you're seeing now that that can bottom out. Now, what the Chinese do with that once it does actually bottom out, and are we seeing that right now? That's another story. But they have been writing demographic checks. They've been writing environmental. Okay, guys, just because we're against the global warming narrative doesn't mean that we literally just go out and salt mm -hmm. the earth because it's Tuesday. Mm -hmm. They suck at that. They've been ruining their land. I mean, you remember reading the piece, The 30 Tyrants. How does Lee Smith at um, Tablet Mag open up that piece talking about a city where people can't breathe because the smog is so bad? Prior, that was prior to COVID. Now they can't breathe because of COVID, apparently. These are all sorts of natural laws being broken for generations that are now coming home to roost. But that's been happening here, too. So while it should give us confidence that God will not be mocked, you can't keep writing checks, demographic checks, and societal checks that your demographics and society can't cash down the road. You can't just keep doing that over and over and over again. There is a breaking point. I think that's what we're seeing. And to answer your question, Steve, at the beginning, and not to be a cop-out or not to be cute, the answer is yes. Although I would say it's probably China first, because I can't see them doing mass illegal immigration anytime soon. What do you think, Todd? 
it will be the United States who wins the race to collapse because you, you can't collapse a thing that's already collapsed. China is not a beacon of light. It is not a shining city on a hill. It has a long, long, ancient, rich history. Um, but listen, this is it, it, it. Tyranny is what it's been doing for quite some time. Now it's just um, alive and in technicolor. But the what you talk about with our initial theory, and I still believe that to largely be true, about what happened in uh, Wuhan vis-a-vis -vis economic realities in China and fighting back, they, they're being manipulated. I don't. I don't think the question is should we be called conspiracy? Should we, you know, be called conspiracy theorists gladly? It's what's. It's but, which. It's which conspiracy is the right one? And how big we're willing to go? <laughs> because I. I think ultimately. Uh, the powers that be absolutely use China, stroked their hair, told them they're pretty, they're the next thing, but they're not the thing that the powers that be, the WA, what have you, the, the puppet masters want. They want the United States. Again, Steve, uh, it's chilling, oppressant. The book that's being turned into a movie is. You describe why the devil wants the United States and wants it badly. And this is how it's going. Ultimately, China... Is going to be used. It's going. To, it's it, it's going to be broken on behalf of ultimately getting to the United States, and that means putting the United States in a place where now China is a cautionary a tale. We're going to say we have to do this, we have to do that in order to st sustain things and not become like China, and we'll be gaslit into oblivion in order to become like. Have these pseudo comforts that you just talked about yesterday with uh, you can sell. Well, we're going to still be tyrants, but we're going to give you big screen TVs and things like that. Mm -hmm. They're just going to shift that. They're going to destroy China so they can shift that over to us. And it will be us because we're the woman who says that who cares if uh, a guy masturbates next to your child? It's just the human body. So are you saying that you think the West becomes something worse than what China currently is? We're going to be. Who's going to stop it? That's the goal. Nefarious said so. He was right. I've got, I've got a minute and a half if anybody wants to acknowledge, challenge, agree with what he just said. With the trajectory that we're on, how, I mean, how do you deny it, right? This, this is the path that we're on. And like we've been saying, if, if, if we just sit in our comfort and we don't do anything, we have to veer off course. We have to actively go the other way. Are we going to do that? She gets it. I mean, you just described a Black Mirror episode. I've been talking, I've been talking, I've been calling it <laughs> Black Mirror updates for three years yeah. now. I believe it. I don't use rhetorical flourish. I believe it. And it sickens me. Aaron, you have a quick thought on this? On what he what he's theorizing? Yeah. This is like, um, why, does a, why does a good God allow evil? Well, God can't be good without evil. This is the same uh, sort of axiom. It, I think the United States and the West in, in general, it has to become something worse based on the trajectory that we are on. Does that make sense? Because of what the decisions that we're making, it has to be. I, I don't see how it could not. Eventually, I mean, the, we're seeing the breaking of the natural law, the bottoming out of the natural law in China. But what does that look like here? 
It could be worse. Let's get to the exit question. If the odds the CCP were still in complete control of China two years from now were one of the titles of an Eagle song, which one of these Eagles song titles would it be? A, The Long Run. B, New Kid in Town. C, Take It to the Limit. Aaron. Take it to the limit. I think they'll still be there, but they're going to be very, they're going to have a tenuous grasp in two years. Jill, where are you at on this? The same. Take it to the limit. They're, they're going to try everything they can and hold on to, to what they're doing. With the Tiananmen Square, they had to give them freedom a little bit after that. They're not going to try and do that this time. They're, they're going to hold on to everything. What about you, Todd? Where are you? Yep. See? So you guys all think that just essentially a dying rotten carcass of a rotting carcass of an empire essentially is what you guys foresee. Yep. In other words, very similar to what you see in the West. Yeah. With the, they're taking uh, China out. They're making their job easier. If China's there strong uh, after America's taken out, then, then you got to go do that. One, the world, the, what you're basically saying is that the major power sectors in the world would be conditioned, if not willing, to accept some form of I have all your answers, unilateral leadership. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what you're describing would be the conditions on the ground. Yeah. And and China's while willing to be used now to take down the United States is too proud if it's left standing and strong after the United States is taken down first to just do that then. So it has to be taken out first. But America will gladly slap that up. We'll come back. More of the day's group here in a moment. Am I a terrible American? We will debate that question here next. So I just mentioned again, warnings about a amoxicillin penicillin shortage. I mean, it's only the most valuable and useful family of antibiotics in all of human history. Is that is that bad to have a shortage of that? Would that be bad? We're going to find out. We, we may very well find out. That's why I get a hold of our friends at Jace Medical right now. Do not hesitate we brought them on board this show a couple of months ago for such a time as this we didn't know it was going to be 60 days after they came on board though here we are we originally thought you know what after what happened with hydroxy and ivermectin might be a good idea just to in general have a stockpile in your home of venerable uh, antibiotics now i'm penicillin allergic i can't use it that's why i use doxycycline as a substitute that's part of the jace case as well so this was really meant to be in case of emergency break glass well here we are we've only been partnering with jace medical for a couple of months and now they're already warning us that among the the most venerable of all antibiotics could be on the endangered species here in just a matter of time so get a hold of our friends right now at, at jace medical it could very well be a life and death decision for you and your family right now. All right, go to Jace Medical, J as in Jeff, Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Use the offer code DACE10 to save 10% off. Uh, they'll put you through a questionnaire just to find out what uh, you know, you're allergic to, things of that nature. And then uh, it, once that all that is done, they'll approve you for one of their Jace cases that'll be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You can take that extra 10% off as well at DACE10 at the promo code when you go to 
to check out at jacemedical.com. Again, that is jacemedical.com. Let's bring back in Jill Savage, Blaze TV contributor, as we continue on with part two of the Dace Group. I'm going to handle issue three here for a moment, if you, don't, if you guys don't mind. So the, the question on the table with issue three is, am I a terrible American? The amount of blowback I received on Twitter earlier this week when I said, hey, in the, in the, in the soccer ma- World Cup soccer match between Iran and Rainbow Stan, I am rooting for the country whose players actually stand up to the tyranny within their nation, not try to enforce it. I didn't say which country it was, but you know, when you throw a rock into a pack of dogs, the one that yelps is the one you hit. I mean, I was called everything other than Colin Kaepernick in my mentions for throwing that out there, which, of course, means that you are implicitly, in my view, confirming my point. You knew who I was talking about. The good old red, white, and blue, which isn't anymore. It's now the six, not seven, colors of the pseudo-rainbow. By their own choice. That's what they chose to do. Meanwhile, the Iranian team is made up of dissidents of the Iranian regime. Our team is made up of, well, enforcement officers, stormtroopers, cultural stormtroopers of the regime. So my question is, and believe me, go back and find 1987 Steve who lived full-time, 1987, 1997, 2000, Steve, who lived by the mantra, because we're America, bitch. Go, go back and find Stevie in those eras, wearing his Alex P. Keaton monogrammed sweater vest, all right, and, you know, reading everything about Ronald Reagan he possibly could, watching Reagan bomb Libya into smithereens at 3 a.m. on a school night in April, all right? Go find that kid and tell him he's going to be rooting for Iran one day in a competition against his own country. But here we are. Now, as a point of order, it's a World Cup match, so I really don't care who wins at all, actually. Uh, But if I were to root, I would have rooted for the more freedom-wanting team. Am I a terrible American? Todd, I'll begin with you. Uh, Actually, uh, no. Not for the largest part of the premise. Uh, Listen, uh, raising four daughters, uh, watched a lot of... uh, the women's soccer team, which unlike the men, has uh, been on the top of the women's game as long as uh, the women's game has existed. Uh, but the growing uh, prevalence of uh, Megan Rapino and the politics in that, and we just don't watch it uh, anymore. I'm, I, I like soccer. I'm watching the World Cup. I'm more interested in the men's team if they win, if they keep winning, if it if they change because they've been a bottom feeder in men's soccer, if that calculus has changed, but I am not really rooting for or against them. And it does have a lot to do uh, with what Steve said. I, I think the blowback on you on this comes, and I'm not certain because I haven't seen all of this, but is because of your particular hatred of soccer. And as if, if you would apply this premise equally Mm -hmm. to all sports because let's face it michigan wisconsin iowa 
not bastions of conservatism. Sure. We can all see them coming out. Yeah. And since yours is front and center, we can all see Michigan coming out potentially with rainbow patches going now up. For the, the, now, that is true. Going but, up but, the engineering school, school. And then would you also apply it and say, I, don't, I would do the same thing to me in Wisconsin. Would we have the courage to apply it to them and say, oh, hell no. That's a good point. Now, I would also, though, counter in this particular instance, the head coach of my favorite college team, thanked his lord and savior jesus christ after they just won and the guy who just ran for 200 yards against ohio state when they put the camera in front of him on live television said first of all i want to thank my lord and savior jesus christ all praises to the lord and then gave his answer but the point applies but but the point i understand that point it's and 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 yeah i understand of the midwest are michigan and wisconsin guys guys there's a there's a what a 16 episode star wars series on disney plus that i just can't i just don't even care to watch all right so can you are would they wear me down to that point oh I'll, oh yes now given the nostalgia i have for those teams and what they mean to me emotionally they're going to wear me down a lot later than they're going to wear you down and that's maybe where the comparison comes in if you're a, a soccer fan then there's more emotion built into this the question is do you have any breaking point is there anything that they would do at all anything and that's really okay. important. Because and that's really important. Is, 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 there, is there any out clause? Any. Is there any? You know? And I would have said a few years ago, I don't think I have one. Now I'm finding I've got all kinds of out clauses. Yeah. But that's unfortunately the question that we all are going to be wrestling with uh, as this continues to decline, <laughs> if not implode. I think football in general, college and pro, within the next decade, you, you will be forced to analyze this on the same level you've had to analyze this for soccer i might i might have to yeah i might what do you think jill uh coming out with the michigan thing first steve you also have the only pro-life football coach in america he came out as pro-life at the beginning of this season so good stand for jim harbaugh there but and the sports question overall soccer is not a sport i'll cheer for ainsley i will cheer for tessa Outside of that, soccer is dead to me. I was a sports reporter for 14 years. Soccer was never going to make the cut. One of the reasons I'm no longer a sports reporter, I used to work out on the West Coast for the Pac-12 network, and they would run commercials all the time about diversity and inclusion, and this is what makes us great. I couldn't take it anymore, guys. It's it's literally just it was eating away at me. And, you know, to get back in on the the culture fight was was more important to me than to watch, you know, college football from the sidelines at that point in time. But are you a terrible American, Steve? No. And the reason why I really actually have wrestled with this question a lot is because of a show that you did back on the 4th of July. And it was telling us we have to strip ourselves of all the nostalgia. And I am the person that wants to just sit there and sing the Toby Keith songs, drink Mm -hmm. beers by the pool, have some ribs, enjoy Americana at its finest. But ever since that show, I've just been thinking, and it's, it's been so apparent day after day after day, is that this is not the country that we were born and raised in, that this is... It's the end game of the school systems going through and saying, hey, do you love America or do you hate America? We More people are hating America now than loving it. So it's it's not that you're a terrible American. Am I just it's an actual American? Yeah, it, it's we are actually Americans and the bubble around us 
has just changed so dramatically that we now feel like we aren't part of the system anymore. We are outsiders right. in our own land. It, it, there's, it's, the, it's the great line in Man of Steel when Russell Crowe's Jarrell looks at Michael Shannon's Zod, who is leading a violent insurrection against the, the Kryptonian High Council. And he just assumes because, because Jorel has some of the same complaints, from, albeit from a completely different premise, that he will join his, his old friend Zod. And Jorel looks at Zod and says, I will honor the man you once were by not participating in this. And that is essentially what Jill just, I think, summarized. I will honor the country this once was by not assenting to any of this. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to hold on to the things that made me love America, even if America no longer wants to be those things. Aaron, you get the last word. Even four, five, six years ago, this entire line of dialogue would have been anathema even to me as a millennial uh, who grew up loving this country, but seeing what it's become. It would have been anathema to me back in 2015, 2016. Now it is the air that we breathe because we fundamentally understand, and it's been, and it's been demonstrated on countless occasions now that we are living in, there are two Americas. There is, uh, as we like to say before, there's left America, the spirit of the age America, and what's left of America. And so as we see the spirit of the age on the move, on the march, um, and, and isn't it, is it just me or is it the more political the NFL and NFL players have gotten, the less talk about CTE we hear? Fascinating, isn't it? That's a good point. I don't know if it's just me, yeah. but it seems Mission like, accomplished. Yeah. We watered down the last, one of the last masculine-driven meritocracies left. And so, similar to, we don't, they never care about the people they claim to care. They're just chattel yeah. to get to their narrative. Yep. They don't care about those players in CTE. They just wanted yep. to use it to wussify football. That's so, I, see, I, I think on an, an increasing basis, we're all calling Kaepernick's now just for vastly different reasons. I just, I can't bring myself to go Team USA, America, uh, regardless of the sport, whether it's soccer or, or otherwise. I just, I can't bring myself to just cheer for this country because it's my country. Because increasingly the people who are representing it and this country representing itself are not at all what I stand for, what I'm proud of. Nothing even close to that. And uh, I think this USA soccer thing and the blowback that you received for that, I think that's kind of indicative that a lot of people, hey, let's just 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 let's have something normal. Let's just cheer for America. And I'm, I'm just I can't I can't emotionally do that. Exit question. Could you ever foresee being such an enemy of this country? Yes. That you take a knee during its national anthem. Sure. You had me at, can you ever see yourself becoming yeah. such an enemy yeah, of this Yeah, I mean, country? we're five minutes from yeah. being hauled off into court for having viewpoints that don't affirm with the regime after what they're doing to us in Congress right now. Why is that any different than what goes on in Russia or China? We're just debating yeah. what accoutrements are we given in between the uh, persecutions. I'm yes and no on that. I split it in half like Aaron did. I'm no, I'll never take a neater in the national anthem. It's such a poser move. Let, just look at me, really not looking at the That's cause fair. or doing anything yeah. about it. I'll yeah. never take a neater. I, I like the idea. Just don't show up for the anthem just don't be there mm, that's fair jill what about you yeah i would say i wouldn't take a knee i just maybe wouldn't stand up or just you know like todd saying just go away for a little while and come back but enemy of the country heck yeah we're already there baby all right before we get to our kicker topic a reminder about our friends over at 
realestateagentsitrust.com. You know, Aaron highlighted in the montage a little while ago what's going on with the housing market, virtually every market, but the housing market right now. Absolutely make sure you do not dare venture into the Let's Go Brandon real estate market without an agent you can trust to guide you through that maelstrom. Where would you find them? The name kind of says it all. Head to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Process is simple. Once you go there today, provide us some basic info. Our team will contact you and make an introduction to one of our verified, validated, preferred recommended full-time successfully real estate agents. We make sure they're vetted uh, and we trust them before we entrust you to them. Head over to the website again, realestateagentsitrust.com. Let's get to our kicker question. Let's tap into something more transcendent here. What's your favorite Christmas candy, Aaron? I see. I don't know what the name of them are, but you know, um, uh, Ritz crackers. Well, I can't eat those now, so you have to take a different crackers, uh, different crackers. So two Ritz crackers, peanut butter in the middle, uh, covered in almond chocolate almond bark uh, with sprinkles on top, whatever that's called. That's good. Yeah, that's I don't know favorite. what it's called, but that's good stuff. Yeah. What about you? Bonner Private Wine. <laughs> <laughs> Jill, what about you? This is totally three non-political questions where Aaron has an answer and wants us to answer it. This is Steve just saying, I want to talk about my favorite Christmas candy, so you're all going to tell us yes, as well. Yes, um, The Christmas That's this whole cookies, show, by the way. <laughs> it is, for sure. But uh, but the Christmas cookies, the peanut butter cookies with the Hershey Kiss in the middle oh, yeah. are always a staple. Solid. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I'm fine saying this. Buckeye balls are tremendous. Yes, they are. They are tremendous. Hard to make with the paraffin and everything else. Hard to make. But tremendous. But if I'm going to go with store-bought candy, mint M&Ms. Ugh. The mint M&Ms. I freaking disagree, love mint M&Ms. Ugh. You don't like them, Jill? No, I don't like anything mint. No. Wow. Mint? I, wow. Just... This is, might be the, this might be this the most is... disappointed I've been this entire hour was learning that. <laughs> the girl comes over the top rope on mint M&Ms. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to predictions. Uh, Aaron, go. The Kansas City-Cincinnati game on Sunday, there will be a major injury, and whoever wins will win by two scores. We're predicting injuries? Yeah. Injuries. You know it. Wow. Ready for some action here in about nine minutes? Predicting injuries. (laughs) Todd, go ahead. Crazy voices in my head. This one popped into my head. Uh, when Ron DeSantis uh, decides he's running for president, he's going to announce he's doing it as an independent. We don't deserve that. No. I would love that to be true. We don't deserve that. We don't. I thought about this yesterday after we were talking about the GOP. I said, that, what if? That, that would be, that'd be the... just going to speak it into that, existence. That would be a sign of revival. We, we, don't, well, we don't deserve pray, that. Pray, brother. Let's get prayed yeah, up. Yeah, we, we, yeah, Let's that, do this. Jill, quickly, go ahead. Uh, you will bake the cake, bigot. Jack Phillips, I believe is his name. He won the Supreme Court case to not bake the cake after the Disrespect for Marriage Act goes through. They will be waiting on his doorstep. Hmm. Absolutely. In fact, he's got another case as we speak already, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah. Well, it's Tuesday. They just keep going well, Friday, at it. Yes. So, yes. Yes. All right. But he won the case, and now he won't. Yes. At least one of the top four teams in the college football playoff rankings will lose tonight or tomorrow because USC plays tonight. At least one of them will lose this weekend. But the final college football top four will be the exact same it was anyway. No way. It'll be the same it was anyway. No way. Kansas State was moved to number 10 to allow TCU to lose to them. No. And that's why Alabama was kept at six, because they're not getting in. 
and this they're is... not going to reward Ohio State for not playing a game. Now, if, if Kansas State beat, wins 52 to nothing, then their TCU is out. But I don't think that will happen. And I think we're going to have the, the same four teams in the exact order they are right now, even though at least one of them will lose this weekend. No. Yes. Jill, good to see you as always. All right. Take care. See ya. You bet. We'll come back. Feedback Friday is next. That means you're next. Stay tuned. Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here alongside Totters and Aaron McIntyre. And all of you, let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox, which you can access by emailing the show, Steve, at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Gab, and Getter. Or no, uh, on Getter, Twitter. Uh, and TikTok and Instagram. Follow me at Steve Dace Show there. And then head over to Truth Social at Real Steve Dace at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. If you're a podcast listener, thank you so much for being one of many of those. You have been a big part in our show's ongoing ability to exist on this platform. So we can't thank you enough for all of that. If you wouldn't mind doing one more thing for us, hit the subscribe follow button. Maybe consider leaving us a five-star review as well. And if you do and you have a question that you'd like for us to consider for the next Ask Me Anything, which is coming up on Monday show. Uh, Embed it into there, and you'll go to the front of the line for Todd's consideration at our next Ask Me Anything. Thanks to all of you that have done those things for us already. You know, it's hard to grasp why anybody would keep voting for record inflation, skyrocketing crime, open borders, etc. Yet, we just went through an election where a bunch of people did. Likewise, though, if we have an option to not to, why would we continue to keep funding? People who hate us. We don't have a lot of those options, frankly, in many of the industries that we need to partake in. But one of them where we do is with a product we all need, and that's with our mobile phones. Sign up with really the only American mobile phone company left. Our friends over at Patriot Mobile. Give them 60 days to find out why our family trusts them. When you try Patriot Mobile for two months, you'll get a third month for free, plus a free activation And you'll get likely the same nationwide coverage you already have because pretty much everybody has all the same nationwide coverage. All right, try it now. The special offer, you can try it right now by going to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Or call them at 972-PATRIOT. Again, that's two months for free and then a third one thrown in as well. And you get a free activation. Can't beat it. 972-PATRIOT, patriotmobile.com slash Steve. All right, let's get to some feedback Friday. You guys ready to go? Yes. My wife and I met Governor DeSantis in 2020. We're not campaign donors, have zero connections to state or national politics. We're small independent reporters who happen to be in the state capitol doing a story on death certificates exaggerating COVID deaths. Uh, My wife was starting to see her Twitter following grow. Have you guys seen the name Jennifer Cabrera on Twitter where Mm -hmm. COVID's concerned? This is her husband, Len, writing this. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And the governor's wife, Casey, was a fan of her work. 
So he called us up into his office. We spent over an hour with him, and it was after 5 p.m., and the building was nearly empty. I was shocked at how much time he gave us and how straightforward he was, especially since we were people who had literally nothing to offer him. He's not just some blowhard politician. He has a clear view of the constitutional role of limited government. The part that really stood out to me was DeSantis volunteering that he had thought the Florida statutes on emergency management needed to be revised because the governor shouldn't have the power to continually renew a state of emergency. He said he should be only limited to 30 to 30 days at 60 by statute. And then the legislature should convene to authorize any extensions. It's like he was trying to seduce me, but not in the Lindsey Graham kind of way. <laughs> Those are his words. Hey, I'm I'm honoring the Lindsey Graham fast, sure. right? I yes, am. Okay. All right. Shockingly, you have. (laughs) Len says, name one other politician who would voluntarily give up power. He followed through with this the following year, but the spineless weasels in the state legislature didn't want to be put on the spot and extend or end the state of emergency. They refused to bring up a bill to change the emergency management statutes. Governor DeSantis had to force those guys kicking and screaming to do all the legislation that made Florida a safe haven from the COVID madness across the nation. 2023 will be very interesting because they have veto-proof majorities now and can ignore DeSantis. By the way, can I pause for a minute? I'll finish his note in a second. You may be watching that take place now where Disney is concerned. So the Florida state legislature is thinking of caving to Disney after what DeSantis did to them last year. Mm -hmm. And they have veto proof majorities. So, I mean, he could say, hey, no, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not here for this cave. I'm not doing this. Maybe they just override his veto and say, you know, Disney's frankly more important to us than our children because we're a bunch of whorish, technocratic Republicans who only care about uh, money mm-hmm. and nothing of any real eternal value, right? That's something to watch that could play out here very early in the legislative session in Florida come January. But I'll continue. I'm not saying that anybody should blindly support DeSantis, but he definitely deserves a closer look before you dismiss, anybody dismisses him as an establishment shill. As, DeSantis, as Daniel Horowitz said on your show, DeSantis actually voted against McCarthy as leader in 2014. Other Republican governors hate him. He's like the Ted Cruz or Mike Lee of governors, exposing all the fake conservatives like Abbott that talk a good game and then do nothing to back it up. How's that declaring an invasion of the southern border in Texas going, by the way? It's been something watching all that footage on Fox, just of the, of the Texas National Guard rolling out to defend the sanctity of the Texas border, right? Finish the construction of the wall. Hasn't that just been true? Truly inspiring to see. Just like John Wayne. Indeed. Yeah. Worst invasion declaration ever. Honestly, in the, in the entire history of humanity, has there been a weaker, more anemic, more limp, more effeminate invasion declaration in the history of the human species? Don't than, mess with Texas, Steve! Than what Governor Abbott has done so far in that state. I would venture a guess. No, no, there has not been. We live in Florida and we saw how the Democrats and the press vilified DeSantis the last two years. DeSantis derangement syndrome is just as real as Trump derangement syndrome. Personally, I don't want DeSantis to run for president. The country doesn't deserve him, especially after the last election. Let them rot with their choices. I'd rather DeSantis serve his full term as governor, or better yet, run for president of Florida after we break away as an independent republic. (laughs) I like it. Why should Florida citizens be subjected to federal laws passed by illegitimate senators from Nevada and Arizona? I need to meet this guy. This Len here. You're, You're speaking my love languages, brother. All right. 
or continue to pay taxes to a federal government that refuses to defend the border as required by the Constitution. Okay, now I'm just fantasizing. Again, that is from Len. Any thoughts on that? By the way, Chris Wilson, who runs WPA in uh, polling, who I worked with on the Cruz campaign. I, I mean, I, I saw firsthand how good Chris Wilson is at this. Like a lot of you were emailing me about polls that were showing that uh, Democrats are going to win Oklahoma. And I just, given the environment we in, I could not possibly believe those polls were accurate. But towards the end of the election, I actually went to Chris. And he shared with me their internal polling of the state. And the Republican governor, Kevin Stitt, won by almost exactly what Chris Wilson had forecasted in the internal polling. He is very good at this. Very good. Uh, and I worked with him first. I saw firsthand the quality of his work. We worked together on the Cruz campaign. He has a poll out today, the largest national sample I have seen of the Republican electorate. And it has DeSantis with a dramatically higher favorability with Republican primary voters in 2024 than Donald Trump. And where you see the biggest chasm between the two is among Fox News viewers. DeSantis leads Trump among Fox News viewers in Chris Wilson's poll by 20 points. And as Chris can attest, because he learned the same harsh lesson that I learned in 2016, when Fox became a super PAC for Donald Trump and did everything they could to stop us, Fox News usually gets what on the right what Fox News wants. And it is going to be largely... Maybe, you know, Sean Hannity aside, it will be a Ron DeSantis super PAC. Hell, it has operated as one. I mean, we were sitting here the day after the election. I, I had it on the monitor in the Blaze studio, and we were commenting on it in real time. It was over, they, had, they were already laying the groundwork for this. So that's just a, an aside to what Len is talking about. What do you think of Len's note? Other than the fact we share the same fantasies as Len. <laughs> well, I'm mostly interested in uh the beginning about the uh the warmth just the human level of interest that ron DeSantis apparently has in other people that those are his consultants that's a great thing and it's why when i say something that sounds crazy like run as an uh independent I don't think it sounds crazy because it seems like he's the kind of guy who wouldn't do it just to do it. But if he thinks it's the thing that is required in this moment in time, uh, I'd, I'll just say that I don't know of anybody else who I have considered before him in my adult political lifetime who would consider doing such a thing, not for carnival barker reasons. But can you imagine him doing that? What it, the position it puts simultaneously both the Republican Party and the Mitch McConnells and Trump in suddenly they're more linked than ever before. They're so here, all here, so here, together. I was actually thinking about this the other day and thought about bringing it up and I wasn't going to. But since you brought it up, I will. We are always as transparent with the audience as we can possibly be about our biases, motivations, what we really think, provided it doesn't violate third-party confidences, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of our general MO here on the program. Yeah. So, I mean, this has been pretty obvious since almost last February and March. I'm a DeSantis 2024 guy. And again, I don't know the dude. 
well, Steve, he endorsed the uh, Fauci and Bargain. We had to pull, I had to pull several strings with people who know him to get that done. Okay. I, I've met the guy once 10 years ago when he was a member of Congress in a hallway at CPAC. That, I don't know him. I have no personal stake here. It's just observing what he has done in Florida. I'm a DeSantis 24 guy. But if Donald Trump decide, announced, not, not like after he loses Iowa or something, but like now or later or sometime next summer, you know what? We have to completely divorce MAGA from the cancer known as the controlled opposition of the Republican Party. And the American people deserve an option outside of the unibrow. As much as I'd prefer DeSantis 24, if I got Donald Trump with no built-in allegiances at all, you see where I'm going with this? What would I prefer, DeSantis 24 as Republican nominee or Donald Trump completely independent of the system with a lot of personal access to grind against a lot of people and institutions that uh, I can't stand either. I'm still DeSantis. You're still DeSantis? I, I think I'm, I think at that, that might be then when, if Donald were to call me and say, come down to Mar-a-Lago and let's talk. Like he did in 2016 when they tried to get me out to Trump Tower and I didn't go. I think I might at least take that meeting to see if it's real. I at least might listen to that pitch. Okay. This is deja vu all over again because I remember having the conversation after you consider this the first time wow um, I just think the problem is what you said already with uh, um, Greg Abbott mm-hmm. that's what reason to believe that he's changed from he's, he's got that's the same why, problem yeah that's why I'm I'm at least I'm going to take the meeting I want to know okay I want to know First of all, he's got a hell. He had pre-COVID. He has a hell of a lot better record than Greg Abbott does. Donald Trump does hell of a lot better record. But that's where I at least got to know, and it would give me a chance, mano y mano, to question him about the jab and everything yeah. else. The problem okay? is, post-COVID is the reality of our entire world going well, forward until probably you that and is I true. are dead. That is it's true. Which be. is why I don't fault you for the position of, and that's why I'm going to stick with the guy who recognized what was really going on here and reverse course and, you know, did something about it. I, I, I can't argue with that position either. I can't. Aaron, do you have a, a take on this really quick before we move on? No, I, I like, uh, I like how uh, Len lays that all out and, I, I hear this more and more from Florida residents because there are more and more Florida residents and, and see this uh, quite a bit, really hoping and earnestly too, uh, not tongue in cheek, that DeSantis does not run for president. And I can't blame him. I can't either, but there's just no way. You, look, you have the polling profile he has right now and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm tapping out. No way. Tom Hinshaw in Whittier, California, says, I think Jill Savage should have a larger role with Blaze TV. Are you campaigning with corporate to do that? Yeah, actually. We we actually offered Jill a role to be a full-time part of this program a few months ago. But she would rather live in a cool place like Nashville than come back home to Iowa. So, yeah, I can't falter for that, having been to both places. Um, and I love Tennessee, so I can't falter for that. But, yeah. I, I mean, I can't show that I agree anymore other than offering her a spot on my own program on a full-time basis, right? right? You know, so I agree. Um, okay, before we get to this one, let me pause for a moment because I also think it'll be good for me to take a deep breath. 
tell you about our friends over at Rough Greens. If you're a dog owner, you know taking care of your pet means so much more than just the food and water. Because that pet's a big part of your family. That's why its health and happiness is important to you. And did you know, therefore, that chances are the store-bought food that you brought home for your pet and have been doing uh, and bringing home for your pet was stripped of a lot of the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, nutrition that your pet needs the most for the same reason they've been doing it to our own food as people. That's why for mass distribution, food processing, that's why we have to take so many supplements these days, and now so do our pets. And thankfully, Rough Greens has one. It's the supplement powder you mix into your pet's food that has all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients they need. But you might want to make sure, just in case, because it's not free, obviously, um, is it worth the expense? Will I see a difference in my pet? Will my pet even like the taste? No, it doesn't matter how nutritious it is if I can't get my pet to eat it. We agree with all those questions. That's why we're going to give you the first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free to see if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less. We will ask you to get invested here by paying for the shipping, so you'll pay the far lesser cost. But the supplement, is uh, the bag itself, is on us to get you started when you go to roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F, or call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. Okay, this is a note that I received several times earlier this week, a variation of this thing that I received several times this week after I went after the coward of the, uh, of the county there in Arizona, okay? I have to do what's wrong. I have no choice. I know it's bad. I can't do anything else. And I'm just, uh, and they'll, they'll, they'll arrest me if I don't do this. I'm just following orders, but I'm still your hero guy, right? Okay. Several people sent me a note similar to the one that Wayne Petty sent me. And that's his name, not an adjective. Before anybody says that, that's, that's the name, Wayne Petty. How many times do we hear how you can't say what you want because you are afraid of what Facebook and YouTube will do? You are afraid of what to say to protect your three-year contract and that income. Then you condemn men that are afraid of a felony. You're a hypocrite. How many books and hours of showtime have you dedicated to the tyranny of COVID stand? What's in your wallet? A Costco card. You're totally weak. Which I, I respect this challenge, but th- then he closes with this. I'm a big fan. <laughs> but, but you are no example of bravery. All right, so let me, let me I want to address the last line first. I, just like Jesus doesn't give you the option of, you know, good teacher, but not God. Doesn't, and that's the whole C.S. Lewis, liar, lord, or lunatic, right? You can call him, you can call him Messiah, you can call him poached egg, but you can't call him a good moral teacher because he's claiming to be the incarnation of the most powerful being in the cosmos. And then you're like, I don't agree with you on that, but I think you have otherwise some valuable things to say. No, no. You're, you're, you cannot marge shot Jesus. You cannot say uh, complete total lying fraud about the central claim of his existence, but overall had some good ideas. That doesn't work. Okay. You can't Marge shot or Kanye West Jesus. All right. He doesn't give you that option. Okay. So he's not a good moral teacher. He's lying about his very identity. He's a con man or he's telling you the truth. It's one or the other and nothing in between. Similarly, I'm not going to offer you the option of thinking of, be, of being a fan of this show, but thinking I'm a fraud. If you think I am a fraud, and I'll debate whether I am here in a moment, because I think at all times we should be accountable to challenges against us like this. Otherwise, we're not any different than 
you know, the people we call out. But before I get to the substance of your charge, let me say this. I offer none of you that option. If you think I'm a fraud and continue to watch and listen anyway, that's on you and you're the fraud. I don't give you that option. If you think I'm a fraud and you watch and listen anyway, I don't want you to. It doesn't speak well of your character. I, I don't follow people and consume people and their content who I think are cowards and frauds. I don't. I wouldn't ask you to do that. So I'm not going to give you that option. So, so Wayne, if you really believe what you said in the first few sentences, I, I sincerely hope you are not watching or listening right now. You should not. That would be a violation of your own conscience, of your own integrity. He's watching. With that said... When I said to Todd the other day, careful of what, you, of what you want to say about this, because probably what needs to be said will get us all deplatformed. Let me explain to you why that is not the same as what the guy at the Arizona County is doing. When I have been empowered to actually make change, where I could make changes of things, I... I Regardless of risk, I honestly cannot think of a time in my career that I have not done that. I cannot tell you how many times I got challenged by management, by threats from the Romney campaign to pull uh, you know, six, six figures of advertising. We still supported Mike Huckabee and did that show every day anyway. My buddy Bob Vanderplotz, when he ran for governor, I went out on my spare time and campaigned for him on the weekends. The general manager of my radio station tried to tell me I couldn't do that, and that was a fireable offense. I told him to his face, and I love the guy. We just had a disagreement about this. You don't own me when I'm not on the air. I don't work for you at that level. I work for you from 4 to 7 in the afternoon. I, you don't, I don't work for you on Saturdays and Sundays. My private time, as long as I'm not doing something that uh, embarrasses the station, doesn't belong to you. And I won't set that precedent that it does. And so the very next weekend, I took my family, jumped in the vehicle and did campaign events for Bob Vanderplatz. Over and over again, I left, I left that job right when it was its most successful, billing its most money per year, went out on my own without an idea at all how to launch a national radio show from scratch. And we did it because of what we thought the moment, how bleak the moment was becoming in the culture. And things are far more bleak than they were when we started this 12 years ago. I took money that I didn't pay myself. I didn't pay Todd and Aaron. And then financed money I don't actually have. So I went into debt to make this movie. Rather than take offers from studios so that no one could tell me what message we were going to use or water it down. We had Academy Award-winning actors express interest in playing Nefarious. We said no to them because they, their counter was they wanted parts of the script watered down. We would not do that. I leveraged every relationship I had to the point that some of them are frayed and will never be repaired because that's what I thought Ted Cruz winning the 2016 Republican presidential nomination was worth. When I thought it was wrong to have Donald Trump be our standard bearer. Now, thankfully, I turned out to be wrong about that until March 16th of 2020. But when I thought that was wrong, I risked my show, listenership, everything, fought him all the way to the convention to the very last delegate. 
I mean, I, I, you tell me when I have been directly empowered to do so, Wayne, and any of you that sent this kind of a note to me last week, you tell me when I have been directly empowered to leverage my position and platform to make positive change. Todd and I kvetching about what we think people really deserve. What, what would that accomplish if we actually said that on the air? What would it accomplish? Would those things, are we empowered for those things to happen? No. No. So then Sadly. just, so then just believe, would we like to be empowered for those things to happen? And if we were, would we make them happen? Yes. You bet your ass. But we're not. So therefore, just kvetching about those things, it would, have you ever heard the phrase, um, pearls before swine? Doing that would accomplish, saying those things, even if they're true and right, would they accomplish the goal we want? Would they? No. No. We're not empowered to make those things occur, are we? No. All the times in my career, you tell me when I have been directly empowered to make something happen. When I could have taken a risk to make something happen, that it was reasonable within my grasp, I had the ability to make occur that I have not done that. The gentleman in Arizona has the power to stand up to this. He is directly, uniquely, and specifically empowered with a position and a platform to stand up to this. He is, by his own admission, choosing not to do that. That's a coward. If there is something that I could uniquely and specifically change, that I am empowered to change. I put the entire Blaze platform at risk with my COVID contrarianism. If we had been wrong, not just I would be done and should be, by the way, because I would have given knowledge, I would have given advice, counsel, information that directly caused people's deaths. Not only would I be done, it's likely this platform would have been done or irrevocably damaged. How's that for a risk for you? Tell me, I'm asking, I'm genuinely asking, what is the risk that I could take that I am directly empowered? You want to talk about fake book? I've got 40,000 plus more followers on Twitter than I do on fake book, even though fake book has four times the market penetration Twitter does. Aaron, how long has it been since we posted a damn video to YouTube? Months. Months. Those are by far the two largest platforms, not in social media, on planet Earth. They're the two largest platforms on planet Earth, Facebook and YouTube. And I have no ability to get my message out on them whatsoever. Why? For telling you the truth about what they did to you with those jabs. For telling you the truth about what they did to you with ivermectin and hydroxy. And when you couldn't get ivermectin, I brought people who could get it to you on the show. You tell me, Wayne, and everybody else like you that sent me this note. I'm asking. What is the, what is it that I, I am empowered to actually change and impact that I have not been willing to risk and I'll, I'll gladly risk it. The gentleman in Arizona is uniquely empowered to challenge and change. He is choosing not to. 
And I wonder if several of you sent me this note, frankly, because you love to sit in your homes and on your earbuds and consume this kind of content and get all fired up, but you wouldn't know your way to a damn school board meeting down the street from where you freaking live. That's why. Show me what you have risked. Show me what you've put on the line. I'm happy to compare. Gentlemen, you have any thoughts? I'm certain that's why. I've told you this before. One of the reasons I know I get I get blowback from people who I know agree with me is because of this right here. They resent the fact that I will do the thing and they won't. I, you know, I, and I just tell I like my way of doing something more than your way of doing nothing. And so this is your lashing back from the safety of the computer. You're making us the problem. Are you kidding me? Look outside. Your kid's being trans right now. This is um, not a not a new thing, but folks, I don't know. Just yesterday, what did I say to you, Steve? Every single week, I forget what's gone on on the montage. Oh man, I hope I have enough content here to do bleep Lord Nefarious says <laughs> right, this week. Right, and then uh, two minutes later, oh crap! I hope I can fit everything into like three or four minutes that happened this week. Listen to today's montage. That guy's your problem? Really? Really? To the point that you would sit down and compose an email? Really? Really? I got nothing. If that's you. I got nothing. I mean it. If, if there's something that I am uniquely empowered to change and that I have not tried to change. Show me what it is. And if I agree with you, I will try to change it. But from the beginning of this show, when it was a local radio program to now, from my perspective, all I've done is risk stuff. This movie you're going to see here next year that we're very proud of, my company risked every spare penny we had and pennies we don't have to make that happen. We risked all that. All we've done here is take risks. But there's no point in risking it on something we can't change. We love supporting causes and ministries like Preborn. They have been on the streets long before Roe was toppled and made this hand-to-hand spiritual combat to save moms in crisis and their babies. They were already doing that at Preborn. They were already showing uh, hundreds of thousands of mothers the ultrasound of their baby so they could hear that heartbeat and feel it as well and then know in their conscience that they just can't do that to their own child. That's why they had saved almost 200,000 children. But on top of that, and this, is, this was really the clincher for me eagerly wanting to bring them on board. It's, it's not just that, but it's the aftercare that they provide for the moms, the maternity, the baby clothes, the, the diapers, the car seats, the counseling, all of that. All of that is free. 
provided they have support from people like us. And this is where we come in, dial pound 250 right now. This is your chance to love them both, both the mom, like my mom was, 14 and pregnant, and the baby, like I was, the baby she was pregnant with. This is our chance to love them both. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Steve. Again, that is preborn.com slash Steve. Caleb writes, as we continue on with Feedback Friday, I really appreciate getting yelled at and then hearing Christmas music, then being told all we can do is pray, and then more Christmas music. You guys are one of a kind. (laughs) You heard me earlier this week mixing the podcast, just laugh out loud. Just the juxtaposition. I hope this makes me, I mean, it makes me uncomfortable. I hope this makes everyone uncomfortable. I'm blushing. That was nice. It it reflects our own neurotic psychoses here about what we're, we, we recognize that this is still the best place to live on earth. At the same time, it is no longer a great country in and of itself. It might be in terms of comparison to the rest of this forsaken planet, but it is not a great nation in and of itself in a vacuum. And the paradoxes that we have to live with in these days is... It can, it can lead you to thinking, you know, it's like that one gif with, uh, uh, what's his face, the uh, John C. Riley. All right, well, he's got oh. this weird scientist hair and he's yeah. doing this. All right. I mean, the times in which we live where we are still simultaneously the most blessed people on earth, but yet also our liberties are the most existentially threatened they've ever been. In literally in a moment's notice, man, you're looking over here, you're looking over there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I go back to what I said on Monday, coming back from the five days from Thanksgiving. I never, ever felt more like being away from this for five days and not having to pay attention to it and just being with the family and watching sports and going to the movies. It, it, and then when I came back to work, it really felt like this I lived in another existence, like an alternative existence, you know, like a, a nexus that is insulated from the realities of what's going on around us, right? And so I think that's probably reflected in the, uh, the neurotic psychoses that uh, our show uh, displays, be- as, as he pointed out here, in its varying degrees and segments. Honor in Wisconsin says, I love you guys' show and I am blessed by it. You guys have been hard on healthcare workers, given what went on during COVID, and I don't blame you, but I am one. Although I do not get the I do not uh, give the jab out to people, nor did I get any of these jabs. I was willing to lose my own job over. 40% of our staff received exemptions. I work in a small hospital in Wisconsin as a lab assistant. I draw blood, I do EKGs, put on heart monitors. I'm seeing the worst things. The, heart, the major heart issues, infertility, miscarriages, stillbirths, autoimmune can- issues, cancers, etc. from these jabs. My heart is breaking and patients are still getting them. My question is, am I taking blood money to stay in this field? I am overworked but not underpaid. They keep giving us bonuses for working. Also, how do we stop these masks? We're getting headaches, sore throats, and dental issues. They paid over 400 staff dentals staff's dental last year they know what the masks are doing any word of wisdom on any of this would be nice just remember not all of us are sold out to big pharma so okay. honor in wisconsin can i answer first and then I'll yeah, let you yeah, go? Sure. absolutely i would not tell you to leave what you just described is you are being a light in the darkness you are you are taking the things it's just the conversation we just 
had. Remember Kim Davis? The Kentucky, oh, yes, clerk, Kentucky. That did, yeah. the Kentucky clerk that didn't want to do the marriage certificates. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A buddy of mine who works in apologetics ministry him and I had and I mean I love him to death still do but him and I had a you know a, a, oh. a knockdown drag out argument over Kim Davis I remember this and I was so frustrated when you told me this story and it this was is so and, disappointing and you need to know that the person this friend of mine is you want to talk about bravery yeah this is a, he does street evangelism college campus on the ground face-to-face evangelism yeah okay this isn't this isn't some a- academic at a seminary, you know, philosophizing in the Linton as naval on on stuff. I mean, he is He's done the thing to yeah, our He's point. done the thing. Yeah. He has gotten his hands more than dirty, yeah. no question about it, okay? And I love him to death, all right? But he thought that Kim Davis should have just resigned if she wasn't willing to enforce the edict. And I just dramatically disagreed. Yes, do I. That that Kim Davis was in that position to make the statement that she did, that she did. That we should, we're here for these confrontations. That, that we're here to stand up to these systems. Don't resign. Say, here I stand. I can do no more. May God have mercy on my soul. And I'm, as I've been thinking more and more about next year's slogan, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning heavily towards actually going with stand. Take a stand in your home, in your family, in your job. You're doing that. I, I wouldn't want you to leave that position at all. Make them fire you. Make them do it. Make them do it in broad daylight so everybody knows why they had to do it. So it shames their integrity and not yours. Courage is contagious. Every bit as much as cowardice is. You're showing courage there. Keep doing it. You're defying them while still doing it, being excellent in your work. That's the key. Do them both. Daniel was an excellent servant of the king. When the king asked him to do things, though, that would cause Daniel to violate his integrity, his answer was no. On everything else, though, Daniel's answer was what? Yes. And he did it excellently. That's the model. Do everything they ask of you that does not violate the laws of nature and nature's God. Do it all excellently. Bend over backwards to do, to do, it as, to do as much of it or more than you think you're capable of. But when the moment comes, and it will for all of us, when the moment comes, when the Gary Cole supervisor calls them and says, yeah, I'm going to need you to turn in that TP-186 form for me on a Saturday with no overtime. 
I'm going to need you to violate the laws of nature and nature's God. No, I won't do that. Uh, to me, what you describe is you're, you're walking that line. Keep doing it. Keep setting that example. By all means, don't quit at all. You're not taking blood money at all. What I see is the exact opposite. I see the Lord using them to bless you because of your defiance of them and obedience to him. I'd keep doing that. I mean, you got a pretty good racket going there. <laughs> I wouldn't give that up at all. All right. You're getting paid well and defying the spirit of the age at the same time, by all means, we're many, I can't be jealous because that's kind of what I get paid to do. But there's a lot of people in this audience like, I wish I had that going on. I'd like that. Sign me up for that racket right now. No, don't quit. You're not taking blood money whatsoever. Endure. That's what I would tell you. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. The, the only thing I think I might add is look for opportunities to go even deeper. You're, you're on the Rebel Alliance. Figure out how deep you can get into this thing so you can know as much as possible. Yeah. So when the Great time point. comes, you get to expose Be even more subversively like that, yes, with what you can then share and tell people like me that can yeah. megaphone that kind of information out to other people. Yeah. Great point. Travis in Texas says, what should conservative media do differently in order to expand the tent without compromising principles? Or are we too lost and astray and all we have is Romans 1? I have an answer to this. It will make some of you uncomfortable, not as many as it probably would have a few years ago. But like I just got an email from someone. Oh, great. Yeah, let's have Trump or DeSantis run as an independent, split the vote in the Democrats. I mean... I'm, I'm, I know. Did we not just have an election? We got our asses handed to us. Just like just literally during the break. All right. Hand me anything to shove in my eye. (laughs) Sharp, blunt. I don't care. Now I would have gotten a a, a few years ago. I probably would have gotten twenty-five of those emails right away. Now I only got one. All right. So there's there's still some people out there spit polishing the idol. Okay. And and loving their love my monkey loving it. Okay. Not as many people as possible. I put out a tweet this morning. Aaron, we, we did finish the live reads today, correct? I got them done? Let me double check on check because on Before I go on this point, yeah. so I'll make sure I don't run out of time. Pretty sure you did. But I think I did. Are we good? Let me double check. You okay. can go ahead and go. All right. So this morning, I put out a tweet that said, in the 80s and 90s, Republicans told us that we had to move beyond abortion mm-hmm. to win, so the killing continued. In the aughts and 2010s, they told us we had to move beyond immigration to win, so the lawlessness continued. Now they're telling us we got to move beyond marriage, family, and religious freedom to win, what, do you notice a trend line here, okay, that, that every time there is a flashpoint that's, that's raging the hottest in the culture, mm-hmm. the GOP steps in as the essence of controlled opposition to say, nope, nope, we got to move beyond and do this over here instead. Matt Schlapp at the American Conservative Union, who runs CPAC, liked that tweet this morning. Now, it is possible he liked that for, yeah, the next time a bunch of these uh, MFers email me about why is this D guy not speaking, I'm going to show this. I'm, 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 this is exhibit A. We can't let this guy. That could be the reason why. I don't know. Could also be an affirmative like. Like, we don't know, right? Okay. But the, uh, the amount of likes and, and likes from people who even a few years ago in our industry and movement, if I had said that, would have lost it. The mood is changing for sure. The mood is changing for sure. But there will still be some of you that won't like what I'm about to say. 
the number one thing that we could do to expand our tent is to detach ourselves as a vassal of the Republican Party. Bing! Number one. In this last election, the exit poll showed people that were mildly to somewhat frustrated with the Biden administration and the direction of the country still majority voted for the for the Democrats. This party's hated. Its leaders are hated. It's despised. And that's before we even get to our own base. It we can't move beyond the we're a bunch of you're a bunch of corporatist whores. Because this is the most populist and grassroots this party has ever been. Yet, who are all the faces that are on TV, Donald Trump notwithstanding? And even Trump himself is one of the richest men in America. Mm -hmm. There are too many people. When we give them like individual referendums to vote against going crazy, notice how they tend to vote our way. But we hand them candidates with an R after their name and say, now we want you to codify that referendum vote into who represents you. Are we as, as successful once we do that? No. People hate this party. Including a majority of the people who are actually within it. They just don't see another ver- another valid platform as a vehicle for their activism. So, you know, if you can't be with the one you love, honey, love the one you're with. But, but you don't ever win if you view your own team that way. No one ever wins like that. You can keep firing Billy Martin and bringing him back. Sooner or later, Reggie Jackson's like, Poor one out, man. I'm going to the angels. I can't live like this all the time. And that's what the that's what the that's what the Republican Party is. It hates its base, its base hates them, and outside of its base, it's just hated in general for different reasons. Don't split the tickets, Steve. The, the branding is irrevocably tarnished. It cannot be rehabilitated. It cannot be. You're talking about a party that has won the popular vote in a presidential election one time this century. It's irrevocably tarnished. There are scores of people who think this is nuts and insane that will never vote for somebody with an R after their name, no matter what. We can sit here and, and discuss who's to blame for this and it's media by it doesn't matter. None of that matters. All that matters is what the actual thing is. That is the truth. Being seen as vassals of the Republican Party, the information arm of the GOP is the number one thing that the conservative media could do to expand its tent. The problem is too many people in the conservative media are actual vassals and stenographers for the GOP. It's an access-based movement, not an outcome-based movement. It's not about winning. It's about gaining access. Access is the grift, not winning on outcomes. Gentlemen, I'll give you the last word. Ron DeSantis, independent. And the guy who wrote that letter to you, just so you know, Mitch McConnell has a blow-up doll of you at home. 
That's going to be the last thing of the show of the week. There is no possible way anything I can say can measure up to that. It hurts on so many levels. So many levels. Because as I've often said, we like to say Mitch McConnell... We like to say, uh, Kevin McCarthy, oh, those guys over there, oh, they suck. Somebody keeps voting for them. Yep. Somebody made Mitt Romney and John McCain the nominees around here. Somebody did. Wasn't Deliverance filmed in Kentucky? You got a purdy <laughs> mouth. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.